0: Welcome to episode 3 of Dopey, a podcast about uh, dumb drug stories and other such dumb shit. I'm Dave. And I'm Chris. And here we are in lower east side of Manhattan, telling old stories about drugs. Yeah. Chris just dropped a whopper of a story about GHB and rehab, and we learned that Chris has basically been in rehab for three whole years of his life, which is Amazing. I I haven't spent that much time in rehab.
1: It's funny. Sometimes I think about it adding up all the time. And I really, you only have a continuous sort of stream of consciousness from the time you hit puberty. At least I do. You know, if I actually can recount, you know, if I really thought about it, I could recount month for month. If I worked at it back to about 13 and before that, it's just splotchy. So when you think of it that way, I'm only like 18 years old. So 3 out of 18, that's a lot of my stream of consciousness. Oh, you mean for
0: sober years? Yeah. Well. Not
1: sober. I mean able to recount consecutively.
0: Well, I, I, I don't know. Maybe I'm getting old. But I find um, it just as easy to recall fucked up stories as sober ones at this point. Mm. Like years that were sober. Well, I guess not. There weren't that many years that were sober. Um, but I, my memory is kind of like an equal opportunity for a recall. Like I, don't, I can't really recall one thing more than the next. And I think that's from residual damage to my brain. Hmm. But um, I spent, um, I don't know, I spent like six months or, or even less once in a rehab I was in that rehab with you for twenty I did twenty eight oh, days a the couple of times. In, uh,
1: Renaissance. Yeah, right? that was yeah. like
0: six months. Yeah. And then like three or four months in a halfway house down there. Mm. Which um you know, I, I there's something I, I always talk about this with my friends and I know no matter what you I, 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 I like rehab. I like rehab, I like detox, I like all that shit. I well, like even it.
1: I mean, even think about like mountainside where we were. I mean, what do you really do? I mean, you shuffle around, talk about feelings, go to yoga, you know, get acupuncture.
0: Well, that was a very high. That was a very high <laughs> class. I mean, people rehab. pay
1: to do that at a health
0: spa. No, time. but I liked. <laughs> Oh, but, but that place was expensive. That was You had expensive. to pay to go there. Yeah, and I've I mean, run the gamut. I've I'm it. talking about, I even like public detox. Really? I
1: like it. Well, you like to talk. You're a loquacious person and you, you have a natural interest in other human beings. And especially if there's suffering present, you're pretty good at... Uh, I like it. Yeah.
0: And I also feel like all, all of a sudden, it's like, I remember it's a, there was a show when I was a kid called Benson, mm-hmm. um, about this black governor's aide named Benson. And there was an episode where Benson and the governor and some weird people get stuck in an elevator. And I was always like, wow, I like to get stuck in elevators. I like to get stuck (laughs) in a place where you can't leave and – or it's hard to leave. Forget can't leave. Where it's hard to leave and you get to know the people around you and you make the best of a situation. Like, I get a kick out of that. That's, like, one of my favorite experiences. That makes... I mean, I always like being in the
1: hospital because everybody feels bad for you, and I feel like I deserve it.
0: <laughs> right, but in, re- in detox and rehab, nobody feels bad no, for you. No, no, there doesn't. They, they treat... They treat... They, wherever I went, they've treated me badly. Really? Yes. Really? Badly. That, Not wasn't, always, that wasn't always my well, you're experience. A, well, I mean,
1: I know, but I've, I've had some of those experiences, too.
0: I was never... Um, Even in school, I was never, like, beloved in school or rehab, ever. Hmm. I was never that guy. But um, when I was at uh, Mountainside, Chris had already been there for, like, six months. And then he stayed there (laughs) for another four months after I left. I was there for 28 days of his, like, (laughs) 300-day stay there. No, no, it wasn't that long. But it was longer than you. It was definitely longer than you. Yeah.
1: Actually, in the scheme of things, Mountainside fell about in the middle in terms of duration. What do you mean? Uh, I was at Mountainside for like five or six months. Yeah. And that was about in the middle of in terms of the different places I went.
0: Mountainside was decent though. Yeah. Um, and there was something though romantic to me about public detox because you're in with the scum of the earth and you know you can't go any lower. The only thing lower is jail. and uh, which, which is just a crude form of... Detox and relapse prevention in the
1: United States.
0: Yeah, I never did jail more than a night, thank God. You know, uh, that did not, that was not like the romance of getting stuck in an elevator. I also like the actual romance in rehab, like that there'd be women. Yeah, I know, I know you do. Um, Like, and that, you know, I'm not well, (laughs) but I digress. Um, And again, I'd like to say that Chris and I are in recovery. And that this podcast is really just an exploration of funny drug stories.
1: It is. And we're getting a little tired. This is our fourth one we've recorded in a
0: row. Don't tell them that. Well,
1: that's all right. I mean, we're...
0: They're going to know we're run down, you mean?
1: Yeah, we'll let them know.
0: Right. You know, Howard Stern, every morning, talks for four hours. And the end of an episode is not worse than the beginning. You love Howard Stern. I love Howard Stern. Are we doing the Howard Stern story? Yeah, we're going to do the Howard Stern story. (laughs) Okay. Um, But where are we now? All right, this is going to end early then. We, have, we were supposed to keep rapping. Well, I'll interject. I'll,
1: ask, I'll say stuff. We'll see. I'll trip you up.
0: All right. Um, years ago. Oh, yeah, this will actually go, go a while. Years ago, I um, I was, um, what was I? I did a lot of weird stuff when I graduated college. I had a lot of weird jobs. I was uh, a private eye. Did I ever tell you about that? No. Um. Yeah. Uh, It was my 21st birthday. I I went to this art school. I actually got kicked out of Ithaca College for weed, Mm. um, where I got a a, a very punitive suspension Mm -hmm. for weed. And um, um, before I got busted uh, at the end of the year, I I had applied to Purchase, the State University of New York, at Purchase uh, as an option. And I got, I got accepted to Purchase and I got kicked out of Ithaca yeah. and I just transferred. And, and, no, and my parents never found out. Nobody ever found out because – and it saved them a lot of money yeah. because Purchase was much cheaper. And I had a shitload of credits um, yeah. from Hunter College that I got. It was always like it – was, it was as though I didn't do anything wrong. And I went to Purchase and Purchase is this crazy art school, drug school. And uh, there was this guy at Purchase this tiny guy is Brazilian, his name was Oscar, and he would use heroin at college. I actually tried heroin at Purchase for the first time. Um, but Oscar got kicked out for uh, overdosing on heroin <coughs> at Purchase. And, um, and years later, I'm, uh, what was it? I think I was promoting, I don't even know what the fuck I was, oh yeah, I was promoting Broadway shows. Going from store to store around the city to hang up posters in the windows of stores to broad, to promote Broadway shows. That's a
1: job? They are paying you to do that?
0: Yeah, it was a good job. It was a good job. I think it was like, I don't know, I think it was $20 an hour. Did you get to see shows? or No, we just it? put up the signs. And we'd all meet up first in Madison Square Park and smoke blunts. And then we'd go out and put up the posters. And uh, in the middle of the... No... That's not true. I think I worked at Katz's Deli at the time. Anyway, in the middle of the job, um, I get a phone call from this dude, Oscar, who had gotten kicked out of purchase years before. And he always, like, sort of stayed peripherally in touch with me. And he's like, Dave, what are you doing tonight? And I was lying in my parents' bed. I said, nothing. And he uh, he said, do you want to come with me to the limelight? And I said, uh, sure. This is not the Howard Stern story. This is another story. Maybe we'll get to that. And I said, sure. And um, I meet Oscar. He's like four foot six, Brazilian guy. And he's like, we have to go to the... And I'd never been to the limelight. I grew up in in New York City. I never went to any club. I would go to like hippie clubs and see bands, see ska bands and stuff. Um, So I go to the limelight. At the door, he has a stack of drink tickets, like 50 drink tickets. And he's he's like, Dave we're private eyes and we need to look for drugs I'm like what the fuck are you talking about and he tells me that a, a friend of his um his father had been a state trooper and uh he was he became an officer at this security company called Crawl. and Krull is this giant um it sounds intimidating yeah right? it's like a giant private investigative firm and at the time it was that um that whole ecstasy case at the limelight with Peter Gation. Uh, he ran the limelight in the tunnel. He was this weird old club impresario. And that guy Michael Gallen had just... Or Michael Gation. Alec. Michael Alec yeah, he's had just He killed. just got
1: popped out a year ago. Yeah. And he's he's making a name for himself again in What's the nightlife. Oh. Something with the New York clubs again. Well, there you 17 go. years in prison.
0: Amazing. Yeah. Party
1: monster. Macaulay Culkin Exactly. It. Yeah.
0: He had just murdered the guy, and, and, and uh, Peter Gation's clubs were being investigated, so they needed... Yeah, I know the time.
1: I, I know the period.
0: They needed somebody who seemed young to go look for drugs in Peter Gation clubs. So they hired Oscar. And Oscar... Made you a PI. Hired for me. For free drink
1: passes? No, he also paid me $25 an hour. Where did the drink passes come in, though? Uh, the free drink passes, remember? I think... Were- What does that have to do with anything? I just thought it was cool that he would get
0: the free drink passes. Uh, And I think it was because Peter Gation wanted him to be drunk. So wait, you are a a drug addict
1: and you're investigating who's selling drugs?
0: I was barely a drug addict at the time. I was like a a pre-drug addict. I, I was a stoner. Okay. I was a very, very, very pious stoner. I smoked weed every day. I took hallucinogens, but that was it it was it was pr- I had taken heroin and I had taken benzos, but i and I had taken coke, but I was not taking them regularly yeah. um, but that's not even the story I'm gonna tell. this is just one of the weird jobs I had in the fucking nineties. Okay. should I keep going with this story yeah
1: I mean, which do you think is better?
0: The Howard Stern story is a million times better, but
1: I should finish this story finish
0: it yeah um so anyway, we would go uh, around the limelight. And Oscar was a total alcoholic. so And I couldn't even drink. You know, I, I don't drink. Yeah, I would drink a drink and be like, eh. Yeah. Oscar would sit there throwing back fucking booze. Oscar was also a writer. After he lost this job, he became a chocolate taster for Godiva, <laughs> where he would taste chocolates and write about them. Oscar <laughs> was a real fucking character. Um, so we would go to the limelight and the tunnel, and it was always my dream to like be cool and pick up girls, and it never happened. I was always just, like, sitting against the wall watching, you know. Once in a while, like, I'd have a drink. I tried to dance, but it was very awkward and horrible. Um, and um, then I was like, fuck it, I'm going to smoke weed. So I would smoke weed in these clubs. and um, In the club? Yeah. yeah. And eventually, some dude came up to me, and he was like... Um, he kicked me out of the club. He kicked me out of the club for smoking cocaine. Yeah. And I was like, there's no cocaine. It's just really good weed. Yeah. You know, but, but, but as we kept doing it, the, the Krull started to send down their own investigator and me and Oscar were kids. Yeah. You know, we were 21 and we looked young, both yeah. of us. Oscar was tiny and yeah. I was very fresh-faced and innocent. Yeah. Um, and then they sent down the crawl operative yeah. who was like 50 and he wore combat boots <laughs> and he had glasses and he was fat and balding. Yeah. And he didn't look young. Yeah. And I would have to sit with Oscar and bullshit the crawl operative. Like an Oscar, would be like, I think I saw a redhead in the bathroom taking ecstasy. <laughs> and I was like, I don't think so. But – um this story's no good. I should go to my Howard turn story. I, forgive me. I just think it was weird. That it was cool that I was a private eye. Yeah. In the end, Oscar um, owed me a... Oh, no. This story does get better. Yeah. Then uh, they realized that Oscar was useless yeah. because he was an alcoholic. and yeah. You can't send an alcoholic to a bar to, to do surveillance. Yeah. But Oscar would write fiction for them. But then when they realized that... And, and pass it off as reality. Yeah. He'd be like seeing yeah. <laughs> weird activity in the bathroom. But eventually they were like, this isn't working. So they sent in the real investigator and they switched Oscar to a case in Park Slope. And Oscar's like, Dame, and he talked like this. He talked like a very effeminate nerd. Like, Dave. Do you want to come with me to Park Slope? And I, I hear there's some junkies that we have to be following. And I'd be like, all right, I thought it was cool. And, and the first day, i go out to Park Slope and I wore a trench coat, like I figured real private eyes were. And I had a newspaper and I'd hold it up. And, and, and Oscar was still exactly the same, just this hipster, artist, Brazilian nerd, effeminate guy. Yeah. And Oscar really wanted me to hang out with him. Yeah. Like he wanted me to be his friend. Yeah. And it, and it made me very uh, uncomfortable, just... Mm-hmm. I liked Oscar, but he was a weird guy and he was antisocial and he liked to make people uncomfortable. You know the type. Yeah. Yeah. Anyway, in Park Slope, and this case still to this day it doesn't make sense no. to me. <laughs> the story was there were junkies. And this is before I was a junkie.
1: Why first of all, who wants to investigate junkies in Park Slope? Is this... it the cops?
0: The... I wouldn't be surprised if – if Oscar now, just, just <laughs> yeah. – it's coming to me right now. If the whole thing wasn't real, yeah. that Oscar was like paying me to <laughs> hang out with him. But – so I would hang out with Oscar in Park Slope and he'd be like, Dave, there are junkies stealing morphine from the methadone clinic. Now, at the time, I wasn't a junkie and I didn't do morphine and I never had methadone. Now, 20 years later, I was on methadone for six years. I don't think they have morphine in the goddamn methadone. Yeah. I don't think so. No. Anyway, we would follow these junkies around for days, for weeks. Yeah. And they would steal change out of the payphones. Yeah. And I'd be like, Oscar, I just saw him is so, is so <laughs> I'm stealing change out of the payphone. He'd be like, very interesting. <laughs> and, um, and then uh, he'd be like, Dave do you want to go with me to the movies today? I'd be like, well, what about the junkies? What are we supposed to do? And he'd be like, oh, I'm sure they'll be all right. And and it became kind of suspicious. And then one day, Oscar took me to see the movie The Cable Guy. Have you ever seen this movie? Yeah, Jim Carrey. Yeah, it's great. In the movie, Jim Carrey is trying to befriend Matthew Broderick until he kills him. And it was just like my relationship with Oscar. (laughs) And after that, I was like, I'm not doing this anymore. It was like fucking revelation in the movie theater that Oscar was the cable guy. And then that was it with Oscar? That was it. What's he doing now? You don't know? Uh, He became a chocolate tester for (laughs) Godiva. I don't know what happened then. But it was fucking weird, right? Isn't that a weird story? It's very strange. Then, months later, um, months later... Oscar owed me money because probably it wasn't a real case and they stopped paying and he decided he didn't want to pay. I stopped hanging out with him because it was too weird. Um, And and he invited, he said, Dave, I need your skill set for a job because we need to shoot pool with these people and you need to find out their names. And I think I was really naive because like, Why couldn't Oscar, if he's playing pool with them, why can't Oscar find out their names? You know what I'm saying? It doesn't make any sense. But so I went with him and I found out the names and I felt very cool, you know? And Oscar didn't pay me for that. And then weeks later, I was in the East Village with my friend and I run into Oscar. And I got so mad, I took my shoe off and I threw it at him and I hit him with my shoe. And that was the last time I ever saw Oscar.
1: Wait, but why did you throw your shoe at him? Because I was
0: pissed. He owed me money. It's an interesting story. <laughs> yeah, I don't know if it's really what we're going for. The Howard Stern story. You got sidetracked.
1: Well, what do you got? You got you got ten minutes.
0: You i to throw know. it down.
1: Can you throw it down in ten minutes?
0: Definitely. Yeah. No. All right.
1: After that job, so I, just to preface what Dave's about to say, uh, he was on the Howard Stern show. Yes. A long time ago. Yes. And currently, Dave is something of a Z-list celebrity. Who is, uh, (laughs) is there
0: a letter past Z? And
1: he's also been bulleting down the the ranks recently of the Z list. But he is
0: a Z list celebrity in the the New York City area. You think so, Z? I think if there's, I'd be like more like Z1. No, like Z20, (laughs) Z27. You know, I think it's way past that. But, um, back then, I did random job to random job, weird shit. Like, I promoted cigarettes in the street. I promoted cigarettes in the Jersey Shore. I promoted cigarettes in the Hamptons. Um, I managed cigarette promotions in the Hamptons and in the Jersey Shore. It was very weird. Do you and, smoke cigarettes? Yeah. Uh, and um, a buddy of mine asked me to fill in uh, as a production assistant for this company. And uh, the company was called Burley Bear. And it was a college cable network that only aired in colleges. And I walked in for the interview, and this dude looks at me, and he says, I know you think you've done a lot of drugs, but trust me, I've done more. And that's, that's how I got hired. I yeah. said, okay, whatever you say. And I started for him as a production assistant on a stoner cooking show called Half Baked, where uh, it was pre half-baked the movie and actually half-baked the movie had to pay this guy 25 grand to use the name half-baked.
1: What about the uh, Ben and Jerry's flavor? When did that
0: come out? Years later. <laughs> um, so, uh, I was the marijuana coordinator on the show and my job was to buy weed and keep the host of the show high. Huh. And I would have to gauge if he was high enough or <laughs> too high. You know, or not high enough and or yeah. too high or whatever. And, and I would get sandwiches and I would bring weed and that was my job and then I started um I started doing heroin yeah. during this period yeah. and um and ecstasy and heroin and pills and whatever mm-hmm. and then but I was also rising through the ranks because they really enjoyed this crazy kid who did drugs and was funny and loud and whatever yeah. and I be, I was on air uh, a host for them for their thing yeah and uh eventually they gave me a show and um and the second they gave me a show uh i was a heroin addict it was done as soon as i was making money i was fucking addicted to heroin immediately and um it was like just i signed a contract i was making a lot of money and i signed a contract and instantly i was addicted to heroin
1: Mm. um
0: but while i was making the show i really wanted the show to be popular And I thought there was a, and I was such a fan of the Howard Stern show. I I was a production assistant for years. And I would drive around in a van with this guy and he would just leave Howard Stern on. And I, and I never liked Howard Stern in high school, but something about my life and Howard and I don't know, I just clicked Mm -hmm. and I, and I became totally enamored with Howard Stern. And when I got my show, I had Jackie the joke man as a guest on my show. and We smoked weed and we did an interview. It was really boring. I never aired it. And, um, and I would work on weird Howard projects like remotes for the e-show. And I was very close to the Howard Stern world without getting into it. And, um, and I really wanted to be on the Howard Stern show. And I figured there were three ways you could get on the Stern show. I figured one way was I could make a fool of myself and get naked and wear a sign that says, I love Howard outside of the Empire State Building. I was like, no, I'm not going to do that. And then another thing, I had a really hot girlfriend at the time, and I was like, I could bring her in, and she can get naked. And um, I was like, no, I don't want to do that. Yeah. And then the third idea was that I could do what I do best, which was lie. No. And just uh, come up with a story, lie, kiss his ass, and uh, he would have me on the show. So I, it was 1999. Mm-hmm. And I came up with this idea. My show was called Shuffle. It was a music magazine show. And my idea—this so is
1: like right after Private Parts came out, too. Yeah,
0: Right. Yeah, yes. Yeah. It was big. Yeah. And um, and I came up with an award. It was called the Shuffle Entertainer of the Millennium. Yeah. <clears throat> Excuse me. And since I was on, and si- I'm going to say it again. You can try to edit. You think you can edit?
1: Yeah, yeah. Or not. It's fine.
0: And since <laughs> I was on on all these college cable networks across the country on the campuses. I, we had affiliates uh, for our company that worked on the campuses. And I said that our affiliates went out and polled random students to find the Howard Stern or to find the shuffle entertainer of the millennium who it was. you know. Yeah. And, so I, and I made the whole thing up. And there was no affiliates actually polling students. But I, I came up with this. Three million students were polled. And 78% voted Howard Stern. To be the shuffle entertainer of the millennium. And then I picked like his most hated people to be like... The runner-ups. Yeah, Jay Leno right. had 12%, Adam Sandler had 8%, and then like Bob Hope had like 3%. So
1: it was an elaborate ruse with made-up statistics to support it and tilt
0: Howard in the
1: right direction.
0: Yeah, and he went for it. And <laughs> then I called up a trophy shop and yeah. I said, can you make a trophy for me? That says "Shuffle Entertainer of the Millennium," and I'll mention your trophy shop on the Howard Stern Show. the trophy's probably 20 dollars. Yeah. I don't know why I don't know why <laughs> I, didn't have, I had a television out. company at my disposal. Yeah. I don't know why we didn't just spend 20 bucks, <laughs> but so again, I had this super hot girlfriend who was a total drug addict, mm. and um, I appeared on the Howard Stern Show on September 22nd, 1999. Um, it was like the greatest day in my life.
1: Now is that available anywhere?
0: Yeah, it is. <laughs> I think well you can you can Google it and see that I kidnaps. Okay. Um but um, and I had a video
1: yeah.
0: of it, but I, I lost that in a whole different story. Yeah. A good story though. Um anyway, I was nervous because we had to be at the Stern show at six in the morning. So I decide that um I'm gonna stay up all night uh taking Coke and heroin and ecstasy just to make sure I'm up all night because I sleep. It's hard for me to stay up at night.
1: Yeah.
0: And, and I am taking all these drugs and taking Coke and heroin and smoking weed. And we trip the heroin is going to
1: help keep you awake? Well, the heroin would <laughs> offset
0: the nervousness of the Coke. And I was a heroin addict, oh, so I took balance. heroin. Yeah. I was a heroin addict. And heroin addicts need to take heroin. So we go to K-Rock. We, we left my house at like 4 in the morning. And we're walking through the warm streets of New York City high... And I don't remember this at all, by the way. I just put it together. I remember yeah. we walked there, but I don't remember the walk. Yeah. And we get to the green room, and I'm fucking so high. But then the nervousness hits me. Yeah. So I'm just like clear, <laughs> super lucid. And I've seen a video. I don't look high. Yeah. But I'm fucking wrecked. Yeah. And um, I go in, and I'm like, I tell Howard the story. Yeah. And Howard's there, and Robin's there, and Fred's there. And I'm in the studio. And yeah. I'm like, oh, my God, I can't believe it. Um, and I tell Howard the lie, you know, and, uh, and Robin's like, what do you think about this? And Howard's like, I think this is wonderful. And he thanks his agent and he thanks his wife (laughs) and he thanks Robin. And, um, I'm like, Howard, you should thank me. And he's like, why should I thank you? And I'm like, cause I gave you the award. And he's like, all right, I thank David. And I'm like, my life is fucking complete. And then Robin says, Howard, look at him. How do you believe this story? The kid is obviously on drugs. And I said, Robin, how dare you? Yeah. And then Howard's like, Howard got pissed. And he and he's like, I want to take this award seriously. But then Howard was like, I'm going to use the award for a doorstop. Get out of here before I hit you in the head with it. And he kicked me out of the studio. And um, and that was the Howard Stern That was experience. the Howard Stern story. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know if that translates.
1: Yeah, I translates. I like it. I like it, just because f- I know you and I can picture you in this setting. But
0: that's like three fucked up stories molded into one. I just wasted three stories for this podcast. No, it was good. It was good. Well, one and a half. Yeah. Anyway, that's it. If you have any comments or questions or can procure this video from the E! Show of September twenty second, 1999, please write dopeypodcast at gmail.com.
1: Or if you have a good story and you'd like to be on the show.
0: Yeah. We could use some new material because, you know, we're dying on the vine.
1: No, we got stuff. We got stuff to go.
0: Oh, yeah, there's so a lot I got some more soda, stuff.
1: But, I you know, we need some fresh blood.
0: We need fresh blood, new yeah. blood. Please write us at D O P E Y P O D C A S T at gmail.com. And uh, again, we do not advocate drug taking. If, if, but if that's your thing, you know, who are we to stop? <laughs> there, but for the grace of God, go we. Uh, have a good night. Say goodbye, Chris. Goodbye. Goodbye. Well, this girl out of mine, she's done some time.